previously on Dumb Stats. After facing a series of nature-based challenges, the bad humanoids find themselves in possession of one more of the wondrous eight, a crown called Felix Lycanus, which grants the wearer certain shape-shifting abilities. Afterwards, the bad humanoids get another history lesson about the wolf people called the Ragos. And now, it's back to work in one more level of the Basilica. Hopefully, an end will be in sight. But probably not. It's dumb. elevator will appear here and uh, opens up. Is there a button that says end of Basilica? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we missed that the whole time. Oh, yeah, it's a uh, penthouse. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, no, you gotta, it's really obnoxious. You gotta have one of the, you gotta swipe the card before the button. And it's actually oh, just two right. stars, you know. <laughs> B1. All right. Hop in. <coughs> Excuse me. Hop yeah. In. All right. What level is this now? Uh, you're moving on to level 24. Oh. <laughs> God. Are we there yet? Jerem says this aloud. Just like, he sees 24 show up on the elevator, and he's just like, God. <laughs> I really thought we were further along. Okay. All right. You're not. All right. Uh, so we're getting there. You are. You are. You are. You are. All right, uh, so you uh, you bamf out of there. The elevator goes, um, you know, a million miles a minute. Um, and um, you guys leave the nature preserve, and you notice that you're not leaving. You're not, like, going back to the ma- castle's main room or anything like that. You're just flying over this nature preserve, which eventually turns into civilization, right? Like... You know, cottages and things like that dotting the countryside, farms and stuff like that. The farms slowly turn into more small, like, little towns and hamlets and things like that. And then on the horizon, you can see a big city, right? A skyscraper-type city. Uh, But you guys are going in this certain way. You pass through some badlands, right? And then um, you get into this incredibly impoverished part of the city. Uh, you see these steampunk st- skyscrapers and in industry, the likes of which you've never really seen before, but just to give yourselves a mental image as um, Mike, Rob, and John. 
But you can still make out really rustic components of the city as well, which resonates perhaps that this is maybe not a future so far off. Um, you can see the giant uh, JCB building, which was mentioned earlier, way far off in the distance. And Nero, you can kind of feel dark energy pulsating from that direction, something mm. menacing. Um, but you have a brief moment of peace and solidarity from within the elevator. You pass over a grid work of city sections, um, and things are getting more and more impoverished as you go. And as you approach one last section of the city, right, instructional glyphs read, find the key to peace and begin rebuilding toward it. This one might take us a while. <laughs> yeah, solve world peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, would we, or uh, any of us know that Pax is some sort of derivative, like, root word for peace? Sure, okay. sure, sure. I will mention that, and I'll say this sword is called Pax Bringer. Mm. Go bring some Pax on these people. <laughs> Let's bring some Pax. I'll, I'll, I'll swing it with all the peace. Yeah. Um, Page my way. So the elevator lands just outside uh, this small one-story building in the middle of a really busy poor part of town other buildings around steam you know coming up from these large vents on the ground right like just having a coughing fit. yeah yeah exactly yeah the street is littered with just gross stuff right food and you're sure pee and shit yeah. like that right um literally shit like that no. um and outside this building, the, the elevator seems to open pointed towards this particular building. And, the, you know, there's like a lot of buildings next to it and stuff like that and around this area and around the block and stuff. But this one seems to be pointed directly at this particular building. You see Ragos or these, you know, these wolf people uh, kind of like coming out of this building. One's got his arm in a sling. Right. The other one is being wheeled out in a wheelchair. You start to deduce that this is some sort of medical healing type place. So yeah, because people are coming. But again, all this technology is very foreign to you, but you're able to deduce that these people, some of these people coming out of this place are ailing, right? That they're, they look sick. They look hurt. They look injured, right? So you're able to deduce that this is some kind of place of healing. So right. are we supposed to, like, stab the sick people? There you or? go. There you go. Okay. You're in peace. Shh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kill the hobo, the ATM says. <laughs> Feed me a cat. Feed me a cat, yeah. All right. Um, and then um, you see the lights in the building kind of turn off, and uh, the last person to walk out is that Dr. Yarvis Dunn from the previous scene at the party. Oh, yeah. Uh, walks out. So you recognize him. He's dressed a little differently. He has a coat on, right? And he's, he's, a, human, right? he's a human. He's smoking a cigarette. He flicks the cigarette into the street, right? This, like, panel door slides closed, and then these two other, do like, panel doors kind of slide closed, and he, you know, like, punches this code into this little keypad, all of which looks pretty foreign to you, right? And then, you know, it blinks red a couple of times, and he... Um, Starts walking down the street and lights another cigarette and um, continues walking. What would you like to do? Um, how did when the glyphs referred to him? Like I think in the first room where it said we had to follow somebody. The reluctant one. The, the, the reluctant, reluctant one. one. 
and he ended up being the reluctant yeah. one. And you guys followed him out, and there was this exchange, right, between him and this other person at the gates of that mansion's compound. And he was basically like, remember, this has to look like an accident. This uh, Or this has to look like it was, sorry, th- remember, this has to look like it was planned. Not an accident, the opposite of an accident. So, uh, Jerem, assuming that <laughs> if it worked once, it'll work again, pulls out his gold coin communicator and just says, hey, dickhead. Uh, he he does not respond to that. In fact, he gets into this like, uh, this like, you know, sort of like aero car speeder thing and <laughs> drives away. Doesn't feel like it, you know. Matters. Doesn't feel like it matters. Okay. The 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 elevator is still pointed towards this building. Shall I'll, we? Yeah, I'll walk back towards the building. Yeah, all right. Check it out. Yeah, you guys walk out. There are people. All throughout the streets, some of them walk through you. Clearly, it's again yeah, a kind of pro- it's kind of a projection, well, right? I was totally on But you know the uh, the I'm projecting over here. But the <laughs> but the building uh, that you're walking towards clearly is like that thing in a cartoon where it's like the important part, and the rest of it's backdrop, and this one's like you know oh, yeah. pushed forward. So, um, yeah, you walk up to the building and like you, it's physical, like you can interact with it. But everything else seems to be some kind of illusion, you know, projection. It's like a, it's like a guy holding a baby, and the baby's crying in the ghetto. A woman dumps a bucket of dirty water out from her apartment window. And she goes, Hey, Tommy, where's your son? He was supposed to come over to my apartment and fix my sink. Well, you know where I'm going? <laughs> to my sister's. I will be at my sister's. Anyway. So I go inside the building. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, you guys notice that you are like as you like walk up to the door, it does like open for you. Um, oh okay. Yeah, um, and um, you walk in and um, you're in. Think of like a modern day, um, a modern day like. Um, urgent clinic 24-hour clinic but in steampunk essentially mm-hmm. right so you walk into a big open waiting area with copper pipes yeah co- yeah copper pipes and steam and gears and stuff <laughs> uh and there's like you know like a, a wall with like glass in it where people would sit inside this like you know you know sign up mm-hmm. room and everything like that and then there's a door heading to a back area Well, this is something I've always wanted to do. I'll sit in one of the chairs behind the glass and be like, Hi, my name is Michelle. I know the system's broken, but there's nothing I can do about it. Right? Guys? <laughs> Healthcare? Anyone? Like, Anyone? Anyone? What's healthcare? Yeah, 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 you'll get it in a different universe. I'll uh, look around like, yeah, I'll go back behind the desk, like the sign-up uh-huh. area, see if... A couple of papers there, just like patients, folders, all that sort of stuff. Um, you notice that there are images. There are, like, pictures, photographs. Strange! Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh my god! Moments frozen in time! These acetates are moving! Yeah. Um, and uh, all of Looks them are... Looks like somebody's soul got trapped in a piece of paper. Uh-oh. See, we got have seen it a hundred times. You just take Paxbringer to all these files. Oh. You're free! You're all free! <laughs> <laughs> the ghost. Whoa! Paper flipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you notice that they're all Ragos. 
You don't see any other species, humans, right, or anything like that. And we still remember how marginalized they seem to be. And remember what type of part of town this is yeah. in. No. Yeah. no. Do I still have my staff of divination? Yes, you do. Okay. I'd like to pull that out. Uh-huh. Oak, oak rot in pack. Uh-huh. And I would like to locate creatures. Really? Yes. What are you trying to locate? I am hoping that the key to peace is a creature. All right. And I'm going to try to find the key to peace. You just say, like, key to peace? Key to peace. <laughs> oh, All right. Guys, he's trying to find uh, Martin Ragos King Jr. <laughs> Quest item. Yeah. Akio Basilica End. Fucking Mahatma Ragos Deus over Ex-Mark. here. All right. This little bowl of light will form, um, and it will go towards this back door and kind of go through it. Shall we? Did everybody see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Follow the ball. Follow the bouncy ball. Let's do it. Ball. All right. Uh, you guys go through this back door, down a long hallway. There are, like, patient rooms and stuff like that. This light ball avoids all of them and goes through this other door down at the end of the hallway um, that says, and there's a, you know, little placard on the outside that says, uh, Dr. Yarvis Dunn. The door is closed. The ball of light goes through the door. Okay. I open the door. All right. You walk in, and uh, this is the doctor's main uh, personal study and office, and it's filled with normal doctor's office things. Um, A wooden desk with some papers on it, a few portraits on the walls, landscapes, cityscapes, nothing that jumps out to you, no people, right? No no pictures of people, like on his desk Mm. or anything, family members or anything like that. Um, there are some degrees on the wall, things that you're like, what? Um, and then there's a huge bookshelf filled with books and papers and things like that. There's a trash can. And on the desk, there are dozens of scattered papers um, about. Uh, the ball of light um, starts circling around the room sort of at a regular pace. Um, and then eventually will sort of like hover over towards germ. Um, and then sort of like looks like it gets an idea, this ball of light, if it had a personality, and then we'll sort of like go right through germ and back around to this bookshelf, hit the bookshelf, and then just dissipate around the bookshelf. If I investigate the bookshelf. All right. Um, Make for me a perception check. Ooh, 23. Um, so you find a book uh, that this, this, this thing kind of like, this ball of light sort of went through and it um, sort of is standing out on the shelf. And it reads, Takta and the Regesian Truce, a lexicon in three parts. Takta is spelled T-A-K apostrophe T-A. All right. Well, uh, I cast a summon we should spark note start here. <laughs> <laughs> for all three parts. Yeah. You can skip part two. It's it's mostly history. 
Yeah. Well, Jim, you better. I, I cast Netflix and <laughs> I watched the film adaptation of part one. Uh, it's a, it's, <laughs> it's a documentary. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, violin starts and everything goes to sepia tone. And, mm-hmm. you know, dearest it's, Ella. It's only rated a, a 63% match, but you really like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes the algorithms off. Yeah. And well, and if you like Talk to Mergish and True Selects kind of three parts, you might also like uh, Dan Glee. Cook yeah. live because you watched. <laughs> Do you take the book um, off the shelf? Yeah, I, I I open it up. I start skimming. Uh, All right, you take the book off the shelf, and there is a large, strange keyhole behind the book. It's like embossed in this like iron plate. Uh, oh man, so this is like more obvious than I was expecting. I was like, oh, it's literally I'll, a key. Giant key, keyhole, yeah. I'll take out Pac. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Like, I'll hold it, like, as if I'm looking down the, you mm-hmm. know, for evenness, like the barrel. Yeah. Like, like, rotate it in front of the keyhole. Does it look like it? Oh, it looks like it fits perfectly. Okay. <laughs> Bring that Pax, boy. Um, as you're doing that, Nero, you both, you and Sneak, get magical blips, something coming from the desk. Make for me an Arcana check. Sneak will, too. In Deersville, baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Call that a nine or a six. I'd Reroll it. I, I, I'm not trying to tell you. You got it. That's a nine. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, 23. All right. Um, sure. Sneak finds it, too. Um, you guys find a letter on the desk um, that's written out, um, and so it's obviously been opened. Um, that's giving off this buzz. Um, Sneak will pick it up first because he scored a little higher, um, and he'll read it. Uh, for those of you uh, th- that's not Nero, um, this parchment here is giving off a particular buzz of magic. It reads, From the desk of Pensarios Beardstrom, executive director of Beardstrom Enterprises and a good doctor of medicines and tinctures, to the right honorable Dr. Dunn. The day finds me humid and quite miserable, but intrigued at your proposition. If Messrs. Vanderbilt are in good accord with this, then so am I. Please provide evidence of their support, and the funding is as good as secured. I cannot thank you enough for locating the hilt for me. It truly has opened my collection to new exciting levels. Again, once I hear from Messrs. Vanderbilt, we may proceed with Operation Takta. I, for one, think it's brilliant. Yours sincerely, Dr. Pensario Spiritstrom. Say so that name comes up again. This is the man that hired them, this group, to search for things. What was the name before Vanderbilt? Masters, like like the the fancy way to say Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All of them, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Monsieur, yeah. So, yeah, I'll, like, start looking at the hilt of yeah. the sword and... What do you want? Shit. We only found this thing in that cave where there were all those nasties. Yeah. Vampires, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Germ would like to skim the book for a definition. Try to figure out what Takta is. Like, uh, he's looking, like, I'll, I'll check the index of the book, you know? Okay. Um, so, um, you, you don't take too long to scan to realize, or to find out that Takta is the Rhodesian word for peace. 
That's chap. That's that the prologue. Tukta. Equals peace. <laughs> no. Webster's Dictionary defines Takta as the Rhodesian word for peace. <laughs> I define it as the Rhodesian word for peace. Me, Germ Crouch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Right. This uh, this seems to fit perfectly in this keyhole. Uh, but it told us to find the key to peace, but we had it. But now this guy has it where we are. Fuck it. And I'll just yeah, pop it in there. Yeah, pop it in there. Uh, you're able to turn the thing, and the bookshelf kind of splits apart, and some books start falling off of it, right? And this panel door opens, and you're able to unnotch Pax Bringer from this keyhole. And it is actually a stairwell with a circular staircase going down. And these, like, electric sconces turn on as you... <clears throat> well, if I know anything about tropes, nothing can go wrong if we go down the stairwell. Well, if I know anything about A Christmas Carol, it's that nothing will happen to us other than we'll learn something. Because we, we don't exist in this plane. <laughs> Maybe that's what we're supposed to learn. So the only damage What's the I only look around the counter that is doesn't emotional sink. damage. Well, I'm going. I start walking down. When do I get to eat the Christmas ham? That's all I want to know. <laughs> all right. You there, little boy. What day is this? All right, so you guys go down the... Volts, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. Oh. Come to me in go nine... Go on, then. Come to me in nine months. <laughs> Who is in the final four? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How's baseball ramping up? It's is everyone called sir. March Madness? <laughs> How's Iona look? Yes, sir. Uh, Syracuse and Duke. <laughs> Again? <laughs> I, I think Michigan State might be underseeded. I'd put them in your final four, sir. <laughs> oh, no. That seems foolish, my boy. Oh, get off of my property. Yeah, before I shoot you. In fact, I'm going to shoot you. I've learned nothing, and I hate everyone! <laughs> <laughs> See me in nine months. Maybe I'll be different. All right, um, so you guys descend the staircase. Uh, you guys exit into uh, a basement lab, and I'm going to ascribe this to Rob, Mike, and John right. with the thought that Nero, Mike, and Nate are like, what? Um Basement lab. So, so, so me, so Mike is going to be like, whoa, but Germ's going to fucking get it. He gets it. Yeah. <laughs> no surprises this guy anymore. He's got like one of those things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, uh, you don't know what tables are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, Mike, Mike doesn't. Mike Germ doesn't knows know what, what elevated beepers are. Flask yeah. is. Erling Meyer flask. flask. Yeah. Germ sees a table and says, "What a weird bed." <laughs> um, Why would somebody waste? Four perfectly good clubs and a shield. <laughs> that makes no sense. And it just holds stuff? And what are these smaller bucklers and other clubs doing around it? God, so many weapons. All right, uh, you exit into this basement lab complete with mad scientist equipment. Rob just got it. Beakers. No, I yeah. another one, but uh, it's the moment. Okay. The moment. <laughs> okay. You got beakers. You got electrodes. You've got these testing screens, stretchers, etc. One thing remarkable about it, and it's like this tile floor, one thing remarkable about it is that it's completely clean and sterile. There's not a drop of blood or anything else that can be found. 
What is unmistakably there, though, is at the end of this uh, lab, on the opposite side of where you exit the stairwell, is a large crate standing upright like a sarcophagus. Um, everybody roll perception for me. Okay. Ooh. 35. Nice. 23. Okay. 27. All right. Everyone but Sneak and Peppery. <laughs> Sorry, guys. They're bickering about those clubs and shields that... Nothing could survive at absolute zero. <laughs> <laughs> you guys notice that um, there is this, like, green light that's appearing inside the crate that's blinking. Like, you know, like a, a power light on a computer or something like that. I would like does, to... Uh, does green mean go in our world? Wait, wait. <laughs> no. I would like to go up to it and uh, detect... The old trap. All right, so you're going to walk towards it? Yep. All right, as you walk towards it, this light you know, becomes more and more perceptible, right? And um, you can, as you get closer, you hear this, like, turning of rotors and gears sort of, like, come awake. Um, and two other lights turn on up towards the top of this crate, but inside, right? Like a white one and a red one. And, um... I will freeze. Yeah. And I'll, like... There's like, something, there's, like, like gears moving and stuff like that inside this crate. I'll turn around to them and just, like, do, like, the stop. Yeah. And, uh... I will very, like, carefully, but deliberately, like, unsheath Packspringer again. Okay. And give them, like, the... Maybe be prepared for stuff. Right. And uh, I'll turn back around. Yeah. And just very slowly, like, take, you know, get a few steps closer. Right. Um, same kind of thing. Something's moving inside this thing. Like, it wants to get out. The crate is just, like, you can see now that the crate that's got, like, a front panel that's mm -hmm. latched in, like, two places. That if unlatched, it, the panel would I fall I mean, does down. it look, like, like strong? Like No. How big is the crate? Uh, it's humanoid size, but maybe pushing six and a half, seven feet tall. Okay. Is it bad humanoid size? You know it. That's stamped on the front, son. I'll, uh, I'll look back to the group again. Give them, like, the weight. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll get up to the crate. Uh-huh. And, like, steady myself on it and, like, kind of talk into it, like, towards it and be like, yeah. Hey, who's in there? <laughs> Um, I am called Takta, and I am made for peace. What are you called? My name's Andy. I'm the night janitor. What, what is this? What's going on? See, there is no night janitor here named Andy. His name is Derek. Please tell me why you have lied, and why you are intruding in Dr. Dunn's office. Wait, so you, uh, you can tell that I'm here. Like, we're talking right now. Yes. Boy, what a crazy world. To think, just yesterday, I was uh, just another... Explain your intrusion or security measures will activate. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just here looking for a key. Explain your intrusion. I am looking for a key. What access do you have? Level nine. <laughs> Fucking bluff check. <laughs> do, 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 do the rest of us hear this? Yeah, you can all hear this. I don't, I, uh, yeah, uh, I'll say, okay, okay, stop, wait, wait, wait. 
My name is Nathaniel. I'm with a group of friends. This like this like rotor sort of thing moves, and like the green light moves up, and like looks through this slat or looks through this space in the crate, and like this like green light will come out towards you guys and like harmlessly move across y'all, and like sneak and peppery duck and like are like what the fuck? <laughs> Quick scan. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We intruded. Uh, we were we were brought here. We were. Guided here. We, uh, what, what are you doing? What is that green thing? What are you doing? Scanning. Scanning Scanning for what? Life forms. So you... Six of you. That's, yes. There's, 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 there's six of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four human. Yeah. 4.5 human. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's that, uh, uh, that's uh, Nero, and uh, he's, he's, a, he's a wizard. Wizard house. That's a thing. Well... I can tell you later. Changing. 3.5 human. <laughs> One uh, other. A second other. And a third half human. It, uh, that's, that's Jim. He's a uh, 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 half, half orc. Orc. Mythological. Monster. Uh, nope. Uh, I mean, he's, he's tough. You know, uh, depending on who you ask, he's a real son of a bitch. But no, he, he's very real. I'm, you know, you saw him. And that's uh, that's Peppery. He's uh, he's he's uh, uh, yeah. we're working through some stuff right now. Uh, <laughs> and that's Marantha. Uh, she's uh, just uh, human. Uh, she's she's just a badass. Is what she is. So so now uh, your name is. I am Takta. I am made for peace. Uh, how? Okay. Uh, wh- how how are you bringing peace? And to what what peace? All peace. My purpose is not fulfilled until peace is fulfilled. And how, how will you fulfill peace? Whatever means necessary. I'll look back at them and just give like the sour face. Like, mm, like that. Uh, it depends on Dr. Dunn's programming. Doctor, I, I thought he was a, like a, a medical doctor. What? He's a medical doctor. Like how? Medical doctor. Engineer. Experimental scientist. Experiment. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What? I'm. I'm in the same. I'm, I'm close enough. I can talk yeah. to it, right? Yeah. Unidentified humanoid approaches. What are you? That's 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 Nero. I'm Nero. I'm a halfling. Halfling. Fairy tale. Sure. <laughs> what are you? I am Takta. I am made, She's for, made peace. for peace. What? Where'd you come from? Dr. Dunn made me. Made, made you? Okay, okay, you know how you called him like a, a orc was like mythological, I'm a human. What would you call yourself? Takta, made for peace. No, li- okay, like there are cats and dogs. You're, you're, and there are humans and there's... She's a construct. S- uh, Sneak will say some kind of golem, maybe? Maybe. This I've is never seen anything. Nate, these lights. Nate, unlatch the crate. Why? We don't know this construct. Hey, hey, talk to Germ Crowley here. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan, long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) Hi, this is Germ. You got you got Germ on. You're on speaker. Yeah, Germ, gonna Um, need you to turn down your radio, bud. (laughs) Germ and the douche. (laughs) 
So it's just rats. Yeah. You're the bad. We're the bad humanoids, and we're also here for peace. Yes. Absolutely. May I open your crate? I will take a huge step back. Wait, how do we know we're supposed to open the crate? What did the glyph say? Locate? Or find uh, the key find to the peace key and begin rebuilding toward it. Toward peace. 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 Um, she will say, you are also made for peace. How? What means do you use to achieve peace? Rolling dice and being nice guys. <laughs> Watch out for them dragons. I I hope for peace, but I prepare for everything. Hope. Tokta. Close to peace, but also far away. Far away in, in what sense? Like physically? Like. She'll say... You're just so distant. <laughs> She'll say, similar roots of language the words peace and hope have, but could not be further apart conceptually. Peace achievable, hope intangible, hope foolish. That's very insightful. A plus. Do you believe that peace is achievable? Yes. How? Whatever means necessary. But you don't hope for it. No. I strive for it. Mm. Wait, I, I, uh, uh, Nate, Nate, Nate here back on the line. Um, you said something about programming? Dr. Dunn had to program you? Dr. Dunn made me. He made you. I do nothing unless Dr. Dunn instructs me to. What has he instructed you to do? To bring about peace. From this basement? I have not yet been unveiled. Un he says it's not time yet. Talk to Yes. Who is keeping you from peace? From achieving peace? Who is standing in your way, or what? I do not understand the question. If, if you were made for peace, why haven't you brought about peace yet? I have not started my process yet. Okay, well let's, what's step one? What's the first thing you have to do? Be free from this place. After Dr. Dunn frees me. And then what? Frees you by opening the crate? Yes. Okay, so let's say Dr. Dunn showed up and he opened the crate. Step two. What's, what's step two? What? Whatever Dr. Dunn instructs me. Doctor. Yes. Tell, tell me about the Ragos. Ah, the Ragos, the indigenous people of Ishan, originally settled in this place long before humans did. Once humans arrived, Ragos were indentured to humans. Takta is part Rago. Takta 
is programmed from Rago. This makes sense to anyone else. I'm not in the room. I, uh, as Felix like Anna's phone, I'm going to try and turn into Dr. Den. So you put on Felix Lycanus. Yep. Imagine Dr. Dunn. You feel something. You're not quite sure. Uh, you look down, and uh, you see not you. Um, you see this uh, person that you hardly know through the dreams of an insane madman architect. And uh, you walk back into the room, and you guys all see... What a way to get to know something, why, huh? Dr. This Yar- might as well happen. Yeah. You guys all see Dr. Yarvis Dunn walk in. <laughs> Uh, Nero, you and Sneak immediately know that it's Nate. You can sense him. Yeah. Who are you people? What are you doing here? Talk to Are you okay? I am okay, Dr. Dunn. What's up with your voice? No. <laughs> <coughs> ah, sorry. Uh, step, we, away, step away from that crate. We, we're, we're just lost. I'll, like, roll my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you, all of you, step away. Right. And I'll like march over yeah, to the crate. Sneak, Peppery, and Marantha will step over to the yeah, side. Yeah, we know it's we know it's John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we know it's Nate. Sorry. I'll like put yeah, my I'll hand on the crate and just talk to what what happened. Nothing. These individuals discovered me. I introduced myself to them and gave them some information on the Ragos. What information did you give them? An address? Did you tell them about a dream you had? Information is information. (laughs) I need specifics. (laughs) I gave them a brief history lesson of the Ragesian people, the one you've taught me. And that's all? Yes. After the standard greeting which you programmed. I I key in on the... uh, When she... The Ragesian history that you taught me. Mm -hmm. And I remember what she was saying about how... Mm -hmm. Taka, I'm going to open your crate. I do not want you to attack these people until... Well, don't attack (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to open your crate under no circumstances are you to attack these individuals. Tall, short, uh, green, etc. (laughs) Or anyone. Attack... Tall, short, green, bearded, female. None of them should be attacked. <laughs> say, say yes. You agree with me? Yes. I understand, Doctor. <laughs> and I'll like kind of motion them to back up. And yeah. I will very delicately yep. latch and yep. open the lid. What you see uh, is you see Takta, a Ragesian cyborg, looking more like an amalgamation of robot parts rather than any actual humanoid. Um, she's awake and she's been talking and, um, you, she immediately will like lock scanner on you, right? And her chest cavity will open, um, and reveal that there is a real beating heart inside of it attached to these cyborg parts, um, lights emanating from it, right? Tubules and things going from it blood pouring from it, right, going into different parts. Um, It will close, and her right arm will magically transform into a gigantic war hammer, um, and it will be released onto the ground. 
and then Takta will say, I'm feeling low on power. I will power down now, Doctor. Very good. Very good. Thank you. And the lights turn off, and she stands there motionless. Germ says, yoink. Picks up that warhammer. I will wait until she, like, powers down, and then I'll just, like, silently be like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Nero is freaking the fuck out right now. I can imagine him be like, that's normal. That is where I put your human beating heart. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the magical arm, which turns into a warhammer. <laughs> I, I, th- none of this surprises me. <laughs> All right. Um, glyphs appear. The Great Constructor. The indestructible hammer of the Ishani people, forged by the dwarven paladin Retinus Battlehammer, the avatar of Arcana Restora. Its bearer has hit him. Um, <clears throat> every attack is an auto hit. You cannot botch. Go on. Um, you can still you still roll to see if you crit though. It has improved crit 17 to 20. Of course, that's why I put it there on my own. <laughs> it's two-handed. It, uh, it has a hilt that's just two more hammers. <laughs> <laughs> Each hammer those is... Those hilts have two, two hammers. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's 20 hammers. But eventually, it, two ends, hammers. eventually yeah. it ends with just like two middle fingers. Right, <laughs> right. Um, on, on hit, which is every time, uh, it does 3d12 radiant damage. It is technically a plus two Warhammer. What does that mean? Uh, plus two to uh, attack. attack and attack. damage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's technically 3d12 plus two. Oh. Radiant damage. Um, yeah. Um, on hit, it heals all allies within 20 feet of the bearer. <laughs> 10 hit points. I mean, when you start getting drops like this, when you're in collision, it's yeah. like... How much? Ten points? Yeah. How many gods are we going to fight? Just flat yeah, ten. A flat ten points? Flat ten hit points, yeah. Uh, those hit points are not temporary, so they don't stack, but still. Mm. Um, anyone within 20 feet of you gets healed that. Any undead within 20 feet of you take ten radiant damage on hit. Regardless of target, just... Correct. Area of effect. Okay. Correct. On hit, it has a 50% chance to knock the target prone. Mm. So you just roll whatever, call high low. Them rogue boys love them prone boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it gives a bonus to attack when they flanked. For sure. Yeah. I forgot that was dope. And it has uh, five daily charges. Of uh, legendary heal. Was that full restore? Sorry, legendary cure, cure all wounds. Is that like full restore? Basically. <sighs> Guys, I'm t- sorry. I keep finding all this awesome equipment designed specifically for me. Guess I'll do it. Germ says, actually, um, to, to, you know, my, I'd, like to t- I'd like to take a crack at this one. That's oh, cool. you, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, try it out, see how it fits, see how she drives. The thing is perfectly made. Like, it is 
flawless looking. Uh, the hilt is ivory. The hammer is mithril, right? With this etching on it of an anvil and a flame coming up from it in a diamond pattern. Or sorry, in a di- in, in, in a geometric diamond, there's an anvil with like a flame coming off of it. And that, that, that insignia is glowing um, sort of like white and red. Sick. Yeah. Damn. So you have the great constructor. Um, if there are no objections, I'd like to, I'd like to go ahead and bind, bind hold on, on to this one. I'd like to go ahead, girl. Go ahead, get down with it. Mm-hmm. Nero says, "Hey, Germ, nice hammer." Ooh. Mm. And Germ says, "Hey, Nero, nice timing." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say catch and throw the hammer at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, and just like hurl it overhand at you. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Legendary glyphs appear. The prelude to Millennium Part 5. Dr. Yarvis Bodhi Dunn had many secrets and kept those secrets mostly locked in a sanctum under his medical practice. For years, he had run experiments for the government, attempting to create powerful weapons and super soldiers so Ashan could be safe from any imposing threat. But there was one project he was completing for a private investor, the same investor that corralled his compatriots to locate the Wondrous Eight. In a separate collusion with the Vanderbilt family, Dr. Dunn set out to create Takta, a mechanical soldier made from the indestructible material transfused by one of the Wondrous Eight. The private investor would not reveal the true intentions of creating Takta. However, Dr. Dunn and others would soon learn that they needed her, desperately. And so she was brought to life, and Ishan would never be the same. Um, you guys, uh, the room, uh, will completely dissipate. You'll be back in that main central room of this level of the Basilica. So that was like a two-parter. Um, and the, uh, glass elevator will be there and open. Oh, cool. Do I still look like Dr. Dunn? Huh? Yeah. Until you don't want to anymore. I'll, like, try to, like, shake it off. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're back to Nate. Me, mom, oh, mommy. I watch him do that, and I'm just like, God, magic is so weird. <laughs> Why do I ever dabble in this stuff? <laughs> Crowns are so weird. Why am I talking like this? Germ looking, does his best to hide his, he look, he's upset and he's trying to hide it, and he just, he bangs whatever button it is and just says, next. <laughs> <laughs>